Thanks to Bombfell for supporting The Motley Fool. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. Get $25 off your first purchase at bombfell.com forward slash fool. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, 2017, so we're talking about energy and industrials. I am your host, Sean O'Reilly, and in studio with me is my podcasting partner in crime, Mr. Taylor Markerman. What's up, Playa? dun 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 What's happening? Um, interesting things in the yeah. oil sector is happening. There's some... Some bottoms falling out. So, no, I know. This is so... Anyway, uh, we've got a good f- show for you guys, folks. That's my, my late night host <laughs> intro. we got a good show you for you. you got to keep around. You can't let uh, them just turn us off right away. But uh, today, for our listeners, we're discussing major changes being made by the world's biggest oil companies and how they are planning for the future, particularly regarding the price of oil. Yes. Ominous words. Mm. Um, but first, earnings season is here. Getting started, and uh, already a few interesting stories coming out of the sector. Oh, huh? We are in the weeds, Sean. Um, so, SunPower. Yeah. Wow. Um, this is a tale of two cities. Sold off This just is good a bit. stuff. So, SunPower shares fell by the uh, biggest percentage drop in about a year, tumbling 21%. The reason... I mean, was that actually... That, that, that was a good drop. Thank you. <laughs> you. You could do the 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 sound effects for I'm a little bit. Trying, gotta get that side hustle going, man. Um, uh, the reason is the future. Yes. Um, management cut forecast for the full year, stating that they expect 2017 sales to fall in the range of 2.1 to 2.3 billion dollars instead of their earlier estimate of 2.6 billion, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. that's like 15. percent This is not. Yeah. A minor drop. But it wasn't necessarily like, oh, this revenue just disappeared. Yeah. Like they just pushed Get it back. Later. Yeah, there's yeah. a project I think. Yeah, there's delays like with Arizona Mexico or, Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and so they just pushed it back to twenty eighteen. So it's still there. Right. It's just okay, not, so a good it's just not this good year. Yeah. Um the way I'm viewing this is so management said they expect panel shipments this year to total one point three to one point four gigawatts. Um I think of Doc Brown and Beck oh, whenever yeah, I one point twenty one. Um, but uh, does he say gigawatts? What does he what? say? I think he says we're going to YouTube this later. Gigawatts. Um, but uh, I think that the more telling story is what happened over at First Solar. Oh, do tell! I did not look. I into that. this is this, this is my like insight here. Mm-hmm. So, ironically enough, the other major U.S. solar manuma- uh sol- solar module manufacturer mm-hmm. say that five times fast. I can't. First Solar couldn't have had a better earnings release okay. or a reaction in its share price. Shares rose 10% on July 28th after the company reported $52 million in net income, or $0.64 cents per share. Analysts were expecting $0.04 cents per share. Hot damn. Not bad. The quarter proved, in my opinion, that the company is in more than capable hands. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, people know, First Solar was founded in the early 90s, I believe. Um it was literally by a scientist who wanted to make solar panels. Yeah. They got taken private by private equity. But bottom line, last year, when they, they experienced their first loss in their entire corporate history. So they're a solar panel manufacturer, and last year was their first loss. It's impressive. And it was self-inflicted because they basically said, oh, wow, this is, these panels are getting really efficient. We actually need to skip our Series 5 and jump from 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. They're, re- they're retooling their entire factory outside of Toledo, Ohio. I 
am continually amazed at how effective the management is yeah. at running this thing. Most often, like these upstarts are trying right. to scratch and claw their way out of the red. So you've got that story over at First Solar, and then you see SunPower, which, admittedly, you're, as you said, the the revenue isn't disappearing; it'll yeah, show up no. later on. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's just the markets like First Solar is executing, and SunPower is not. Yeah, you could. I, th- I think you could. You know, argue that point for sure, and and then uh, first solar has the not a cloud, but the uncertainty of what they were going to do with eight point three energy. Stake. Both of them own it. Uh, it's uh, first solar's out. Clear. Oh, they jumped uh, out. They, okay, they sold out, and yeah. now some power says that they're they're willing to either sell their entire majority stake or sell the whole sell the whole kit and caboodle. That stock, I think everybody was uncertain what would happen because it was like. Twelve or thirteen dollars three four months ago, yeah. and then it's it's up to the mid fourteens now. And I think like everybody's like, you know what? They got these twenty one years worth of contracts mm-hmm. on there, uh, you know, just with the utilities that they sell the the solar power to. It'll probably turn out okay. Yeah, and with uh, with that company that Sean I think introduced our listeners to a couple months ago, the Yield Co. That these companies were selling. I think they have two employees. You know what I mean? They like, just I have the, like the buyer, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, guy, the guy that flips the switch and the and, yeah. and whatever. Um, so this is the Yield Co. That they were selling projects to 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 get cash for solar and yeah. some power. We're gonna we're taking the cash. And 8.3 was then running these businesses and generating and revenue. The reason you do that is so first solar and some power they they they're in the utility scale business. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they like these projects are 400 million dollars. So mm-hmm. picture how many solar panels you can get for 400 million dollars. I can't. Yeah. So the the returns on invested capital are they're decent. They're like you know seven eight nine ten percent. But it's not like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Coca Cola's return on equity is thirty percent. So mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, it's good, but it's not great. So you can make that money if you're for solar or sun power, and just keep that on your balance sheet for 20 years. But who wants to do that? So they'd rather build the projects, get their uh, assembly profit mm-hmm. for you know whatever, and then drop it down and get their 40 million dollars back. Yep. And, and then build another one. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the only hitch in that is, of course, raising capital, which yeah. Sometimes the, the problem, sometimes do. easy. Yeah, but anyway, you run, you run into some problems there potentially down the line. Um, and, and so you look at you look at some power freeing itself from that, potentially getting some cash out of that deal from yeah. its stake being bought out. And it's got a decent balance sheet already. Right. And it's got Total. If if something does hit the fan, Total is like their big brother. Yeah. yeah I mean, sixty-seven percent owner. Yeah. Um, and to Sun Power's credit, they actually have crazy efficient solar cells. Yeah. They, like they, some of the best in the business. But uh, for Solar's balance sheet is prettier. So. <laughs> anyway, so moving on from Solar so to twenty-one percent drop in a day. Yeah. It might be worth no, a look. I, Don't buy, but it might be worth. Uh, you think? Just because of the solar panel efficiency, or yeah, I mean, and the backing of. Total, Total and yeah, it's it's integrated. It makes its own and yeah. it installs its own. So uh, I think that anytime you see a twenty one percent drop at a company that that's working on things, yeah, I so, mean, yeah. it's worth a second look, especially right. in a in an industry that could be the future of energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the other energy source that we all oh, use. Oh, that one. Yeah, the 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 black stuff in the ground. Um Pioneer Natural Resources. Yeah. Woof. Another kablooey. Um so I didn't Not so nearly somehow as big, I I think I was I was working on something yesterday, but you 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 alerted me to this. Mm-hmm. So you just you 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 slack me and you just like send it to me and I'm like 
I thought it was a typo. The thirteen percent drop yeah, was no. the situation when you know you sent it over. Because pioneer, like they walk on water, right? Like In they're the, yeah, like their oil floats on water. Like oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Yeah, um, they beat on earnings, but what? Why was the reaction so violent about the future? Like, what were the projections that bad? What? I mean, they did they did trim uh, they did trim some things. Yeah. So my my favorite headline, by the way, and then I'll let you take us to school was uh, from Barron's Pioneer Natural Resources. What the heck just happened? Yeah. Well, because you're not used to seeing this from this company. <laughs> was, I was like, yeah. When you uh, that headline right there. When you compare it to other producers in the U.S., it it just hasn't seen. The downfall of uh, in 2017 that a lot of the other stock prices do you, have. Do you have the chart pulled up there? I don't know. I they since the oil downturn started yeah. in 2014, I think they were in like the low $200 per share. Like mm. this is do not quote me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, but it's it didn't fall nearly. No, it, it rallied well after the initial yeah. price cut by OPEC and and. Uh, and they're just known as the efficient shale producer in the in Permian, the Permian yeah, and which is the, they're the biggest and baddest right now, or so everybody thought. Bulletproof yeah. to some respect. So, what uh, what happened? Um, so yeah, you you did mention that they beat estimates on revenue and and uh, earnings, but basically what you're seeing here is a company that produced a higher gas to oil ratio than people were expecting. So, pause. Just for the listeners to know, we won't get into calculating BTUs and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but bottom line, there's more energy in oil than in gas. Even though we do the oil-to-gas calculations, mm-hmm. that lower energy content in a certain unit means it fetches a lower price mm-hmm. per that unit. And it's barrels of oil equivalent, and that's. but bottom line, so that's bad. It means they're going to get less Money per amount of energy that they're producing. All right, yeah, and and so you have uh, they were guiding sixty percent oil. Now they're guiding fifty eight percent. So not so not a huge drop, two, but like... but still. Uh, um, and when I when I think about it, they're talking about uh, natural gas liquids um, in a lot of these instances and. As a future push, or uh, no? Um, that's part oh, of this gas yeah. ratio, gas Got to it. oil ratio, and. Um, if you look at all the chemical, the petrochemical projects being built in the Gulf of Mexico, there's going to be a pretty good demand for natural gas liquids. Yeah. So, um, granted, I haven't taken a deep enough dive into the amount of natural gas liquids versus dry versus uh, gas yeah. gas that they're producing, um, but there's going to be a pretty decent sized market for natural gas liquids like propane, butane, ethane. Yeah. Uh, in the very near future, there already is, but um, it's going to continue to grow and. Um, and then you look at their, their oil guidance. They were saying that they were going to grow oil production by twenty four to twenty eight percent this year, which is enormous. And, like, yeah, just call and, a spade a spade. That's but they dropped it down to seventeen to eighteen percent. So their top their top line growth rate dropped ten percent. So was that dropped by ten percent? No. Not it didn't drop ten percent. It dropped by ten percent points. Yeah. No. So do you think mar- the market was more upset about the oil? Production? I think so. Like yeah. that's. Because it kind of, of it their... kind of hints that they didn't understand their wells very well, right? Or or, or they thought they did, and then they got surprised. Um, and so, if that continues, I mean, yeah. you buy this company because it was supposedly sixty percent oil. Not and, only and that, now, but they are supposedly like the best in yeah. the business. Or... And they had some project delays and deferrals, so uh, th- there's issues on the operating side. Um, and so when you're when you're yeah, when you say that you're the best of the best and people believe it, 
and something does you know, trip armor, you up, armor, then, yeah. then yeah, there's a there's a reaction there. All right, well, before we move on, I wanted to give a special thanks to Bombfell for supporting our podcast. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. After completing a simple questionnaire, you are matched one-on-one with a dedicated personal stylist who handpicks every piece. Your stylist will email you his or her selections, after which you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You are in total control, and there is a wide variety of options. Bombfell scours menswear collections of brands and designers from around the world to send you pieces that work best for you. And the best part is that it is convenient and straightforward. Your clothing is shipped straight to your door. No need to spend hours shopping at the store. Pay for the clothes you keep and send back the rest at no charge. It is the only styling service that does not charge a styling fee or subscription fee. Uh, my own personal sign-up process was, could not have been easier, and I can't recommend giving it a try enough. Uh, my shipment arrived, and I couldn't believe how accurate they uh, uh, accurately chose something I would like, honestly. Um, we have a special offer just for listeners of the show. For $25 off your first purchase, go to bombfell.com forward slash fool. That is B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com forward slash fool. Once again, that is bombfell.com forward slash fool for $25 off your purchase. Thanks to, again to Bombfell for supporting The Motley Fool. So, Taylor, mm. this uh, Pioneer earnings reaction yep. lends itself to the other big story of the day, which is um, oil companies are planning on 50 forever. Yeah, that's what Shell said. What um, Lower forever. Lower forever. Yep. And I almost wonder if part of the Pioneer earnings reaction was... Like psychologically tied to that, which is, oh, we thought these guys were above. Well, I mean, they're still producing oil cheaply, but now everyone else is starting to catch on. Right. So, and and, uh, yeah, so take advantage is only last for so long. Yeah, Yeah. people figure it out. They buy. They buy better, uh, or they lease better assets. They buy better assets. Uh, So I have a question for you. mm -hmm. How much of this acceptance and like BP's in on it too, right? Like they're all planning on fifty. Yeah, uh, I mean, you look at these companies. So Shell said lower forever. BP said lower for longer. Um, so just depends. They all they all think lower for an extended so period of time. How much of that is because whenever I see something like that, I'm like, wait. So did you see the current drop coming in early 2014? Yeah. Like, did you see 50 all of 2017 or at least the first half? Mm-hmm. Like, so how much of this and these the uh, the, the statements being put out by these companies and the acceptance, how much of it is um, accounting generated? By which I mean, SEC rules require oil companies to judge all of their reserves, mm-hmm. everything, based upon the average oil price for the previous 12 months. Mm-hmm. Well, we're two and a half years into this thing. So, yeah. is that how much of that is the accountant saying, listen, it could probably, it, it could go up, but. From an accounting planning perspective, we need to assume this. How much of it is that, and how much of it is they actually think that? Um, well, I do think that. I mean, I think that. So I, I mean, what, you think I'm going to say forever? That, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> not forever, but yeah. I mean, uh, for a while. Um, do you own a Tesla? No, no, I don't. I, I don't own a car. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm even worse. I'm not we're, even. We're urbanized. I'm not even requiring them to produce energy yeah. for me to tr- be transported. Um, but uh, so both of these companies, they're two of the biggest five oil companies in the world, and uh, when you think about that. 
talking about lower for longer, lower forever. I think if they're game planning for it on the production side because there's some truth in that most likely. And if oil prices do rise and they can produce oil for profitably yeah. at fifty dollars a barrel, then they're sitting in high clover. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that it's a, it's a win win situation. I mean, you always should be trying to produce. So this is the at game the lowest possible scenario. cost. This, this is the game theory scenario of like, no matter what happens, and this is what a commodity producer should do. I mean, which is just I, always produces the cheapest cost. Sure. Possible. Why? Why wouldn't you want to be able to produce oil at fifty dollars a barrel if you think prices are going to be a hundred? Yeah. The uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, it might be a little harder, but to get there. But once you're there, you're, you're there. I mean, they had such a good run for right. a decade or so of oil prices seventy five, eighty. To 150 at some points, where they didn't necessarily need to, to to get those costs down, and now that they've been forced to, they're they're like, oh wow, we we can do this, and we're gonna we're we gonna continue to do this as long as we possible. Uh, <laughs> BP's um, CEO came out and said that fifty dollars a barrel is a pretty good fairway for them going forward. So, <sighs> oh man. I mean that means that they're, they're that it's means they're, they're okay with it. It's amazing. They're 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 well prepared and uh, and like you were talking about, they have to their assets on their books are based on the, re, the oil they can recover at the average price right. of the previous and the rules it has to be economic. Yeah, economic re, economic recovery of this of this oil. And so if they can get this, the lower they get that uh, price that they can economically recover oil for, the more oil they can. Keep on their books, and you saw a bunch of write downs when the oil price fell because they couldn't produce it that cheaply. And if they can, then that the balance sheet just grows. Sweet, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for your thoughts. Cool, man. Yeah. And that is it for us, folks. Be sure and tune in tomorrow for the Technology Show with Dylan Lewis. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear in this program. For Taylor Markerman, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on! Fool on!